Hey there, it's Janie Porter, and this is She Just Glows, the podcast. I'm gonna help you find joy and purpose in your life just as it is today. Not tomorrow, not when life is perfect, not when you win a million dollars or your kids finally stop peeing on the seat, but right now. I'm a life coach, a writer, a wife, and a mom of four. And just like you, I spend my days fighting through the pressure to be thin, happy, and have the perfect house and the perfect life. But here's the thing, I've never found perfection. What I have found is that it's so much better to just be real. So grab a cup of coffee and join me like you would a girlfriend. We'll talk mom life, body image, letting go of the lie of perfection, and learning to thrive in the chaos of our world today. You've got your own life coach in your back pocket now. This is She Just Glows, the podcast. All right, so today I have a question for you. Do you have a life that looks really great on the outside and you know you should be happy, but you're just not? So outside, everyone else sees perfection, but inside the way your life feels doesn't reflect perfection. It doesn't feel good. Something's missing. You know it, but you're not sure what it is. I see you. I get it. I've been there. And my clients have been there too. So today we're going to dive into what to do when there's a big discrepancy between how your life looks and how it actually feels inside and how to change that. So first, I want to start with a huge client celebration. And this is just to prove to you that this formula that I'm about to uncover for you, it's magic. It is foolproof. And I don't think I'm overselling it. Okay. In fact, my client Ashley just voxered me the other day. She said she was anxious And then she thought, hang on a second, I need to work out on the Peloton because that's in her happiness formula. And she was totally back on track. She said, I looked at why I was anxious and I realized I hadn't been doing my happiness formula. Seriously, guys, this totally works. And I'm going to explain all about what it is in this episode, okay? So this happens a lot. You know, we have so many roles, mom, wife, and we're so caught up in the doing that we forget how to just be. We're so caught up in the doing that we aren't just being. And we lose touch with what makes us happy, right? Does that sound familiar? I know what that's like. And so today I'm gonna share my story about a time when I found myself so stuck, so sad, and so unhappy for many good reasons. Many good reasons. And I'm sure you have your reasons, right? I'm going to share how I got unstuck and how I reconnected again with a life that felt joyful and purposeful. I'm also going to walk you through the exact exercise that I use with clients to help them get unstuck right now, today. You may have guessed it. It's called your happiness formula. And I'm going to tell you five ways to identify what's in yours and what's not. And everyone's is different. It's a beautiful, powerful tool that I used as recently as this morning to get my mental state back on track to where I needed it to be today. And then we all have the objections, right? All the things you're going to tell me, all the things you're thinking right now as you listen, oh, happiness formula. Sure, I'd love to be happy. I'd love to go to the salon every day, but I can't, Janie. So now what, right? So I know you have a lot of objections to this. And after I explain what the happiness formula is and how to find yours, I'm going to share three concrete ways to squash the mom guilt 
and have the courage to ruthlessly build a life that you actually love. Sound good? Okay. So, you know, sometimes there's a really big difference in how your life looks and how your life feels, right? So from the outside, everything looks perfect. You have healthy children, you have a wonderful marriage, or you're thriving through your divorce. You're killing it at work. You look good. You take care of yourself. Your kids have their hair and teeth brushed every day when you head to school. So no one knows that you went to school, you dropped the kids off, but, but no one knows you screamed at your kids and made three out of four of them cry before the sun came up today because you were so mad that they were fighting again. You share photos on your anniversary, but only you and your husband know one of you cheated this year and you're barely hanging on by a thread. You post about a huge work achievement on social media, but only you know how much you despise your job. So we have all these things happening behind the scenes. And as a joy coach, it's kind of fun. It's really fun in many ways, but it's kind of fun because I get to be really nosy. I used to be a TV news reporter, so it's a perfect job for me. I get to look behind the curtain and see the struggles the things that clients wouldn't share with just anyone. And I get to dig in with them and help them rebuild a life where they thrive. And if you want more about that, go to shejustglows.com and head to my coaching page on my website where you can learn more about working with me. But real quick, a little bit about me. I'm Janie Porter. I'm so glad you're here. I started She Just Glows about eight years ago. I had been in TV news for 10 years. I stopped working when we had kids. And then I started a blog, just like every other stay-at-home mom in the world, right? (laughs) But I made a point on SheJustGlows.com to not tell you about what my kids ate for dinner last night and how we're doing with potty training. Every single one of my posts is something that talks about the deeper struggles with motherhood and hopefully a deeper inspiration and joy. And several months ago, I started life coaching, sort of one-upping um, or leveling up, I should say, the, um, the inspiration that I would share in posts. And I said, hey, let's take this one-on-one. And it's my honor to work with many women around the country, helping them uncover joy and purpose in their life. And now I started this podcast and it's been so fun and I'm so glad that it is serving you. My passion is helping you get unstuck and helping you find joy in your life again. Women come to me if they're struggling with alcohol. They come to me because they're at a crossroads in their marriage and they don't know what to do now or how to move forward. They come to me because they just don't feel any passion in life. Like you can't put your finger on why. There's no real reason, not one reason. They've just lost a connection with passion in their life. Or they have a life that looks beautiful from the outside, but behind that curtain, it's really not so beautiful. So it's all about being stuck and wanting to get unstuck. Everyone has different things that make them stuck in the mud. And I get in with my shovel and with my bare fingernails and together we claw our way out of that mud We come out into a beautiful meadow, and then we just start building on everything that we're learning, growing, evolving. 
we're out of the mud and we're building a life that you love and where you feel a true sense of purpose. So I'm going to get into the exercise, how to find your happiness formula. But first, I want to peel back the onion a little bit. And I'm going to share a story that's super personal. And it's the beginning of how I built this winning formula and began using it in my own life. But about five years ago, I was in a really dark time for many reasons, many great reasons. And maybe you have many great reasons that life isn't flowing right now. So hear out this story and you're going to see how you can uncover joy in your life again. So back then, I I had just had my fourth kid. And I felt very overwhelmed by the daily, boring, mothering tasks. I was pretty overweight. So at that time in my life, I just struggled with losing weight. And I wanted to. It was so much easier with my first one, two, and three kids. But with this fourth kid, the weight would not come off. Running didn't help. I was, you know, adjusting my diet. I would run like four miles a day and the weight just stuck. Another reason it was a dark time, my husband had just started a company. That was a big leap of faith for us. He had just started a company and was doing well. And then because of a dishonest customer, he was in a position where he might lose the company. It was terrifying, financially speaking, but I couldn't tell anyone about it. It's personal, and it affects my husband. So behind the scenes, I was trying to support and trying to endure, and I had no one I could talk to about it. I mean, I remember calling and prioritizing what bills we could pay and putting off paying for the labor and delivery for my daughter and hoping we could pay the mortgage. We could have lost everything. So that was happening. I'd also just lost a friendship. This was a friend who was like a sister. And it was a huge loss for me. Many complicated reasons why. It wasn't just her and I as part of the reason why we couldn't be friends anymore. So there was just no closure. And I had this person who had been by my side for years, daily, multiple times a day. Our our kids were like cousins. And then nothing. We also were just starting at a new school. And I did not have people. I wrote a couple posts about this time um, that you can find on SheJustGlows.com. And I'll add them to the episode notes. One of them, um, if you search, is called They Included My Kids in This Photo and It Changed My World. It's about another mom at my new school who didn't know me from Adam. And when my kids walked up on the sidewalk, sort of invading their, their kid's picture, she said, hey, come on in. It's a beautiful story. It makes me cry every time I read it. Another post on my site that I wrote during this time I called it, when you don't think you can make it through the day. Sound familiar? So those are both at SheJustGlows.com right now. But I remember driving to school and blasting worship music in the front seat so that the kids wouldn't hear me sobbing 
under my sunglasses. I was the person holding everything together, but I was falling apart. And it was so hard to do all of this as I looked around and saw other women in friendships that I knew I didn't have. And I'm going to talk about mom friendships in a couple weeks here on She Just Glows the Podcast, so hang on for that. What a great topic, right? But you know, from the outside, my life at this time looked great. We had a beautiful new house. We just had our fourth baby, healthy kids, husband's running his own company. Life looked fantastic from the outside. But I cried almost every day, and I just felt so sad. I had so many different parts of my life that were upsetting and in disarray. And one day my husband asked me something. He was trying to cheer me up, and I don't think he really knew how to. So he just said, well, what do you do for fun? And it's like, oh, what's that, right? What do you do for fun? Well, I hadn't had time for passions, joys, hobbies. I'd been too busy the last eight years. Being pregnant, giving birth, prepping dinner, potty training, laundry, everything you're doing every day. What po- Joys and passions? Like, no, that's, that's not even in the vocabulary right now. I had no idea what I liked to do. I wanted to find out. I wanted to discover it. And eventually I did. Eventually, all of the several things that were causing sadness and pain in my life dissipated. This happiness formula didn't fix any of those things. Those things are fixed in time. So if you're in a dark season and things are just looking so hopeless, know that you will endure And this chapter will not be forever. My husband's company didn't go under. It was very close, though. Very close. And he had a lean few years. Lean year or two. I remember the tough choices I had to make in paying bills, but we kept everything afloat somehow. And we were late on some things. But we made it through. I remember the days of feeling so, oh, what's the word? Broken. So broken because of my broken friendship. And it was someone I would still see around town. We had many of the same mutual friends, which made it so much more painful. There was no closure. But eventually that situation dissipated. And the pain that I thought would punch me in the gut every morning for the rest of my life, dissipated. The chapter closed. I found new friends, friendships. And that pain lessened every day. I eventually lost the weight. And we eventually settled into our new school. But an exercise that I started during and after that time is something that is such a powerful tool in building a life that you love, not that you like, not that you tolerate, building a life that you love so that you have your winning formula to go to when everything, is, when everything else around you is 
spinning into chaos like it was for me five years ago. So I call this your happiness formula. And your happiness formula is this. It's three to five habits or practices that work together to encompass a life you love. A life you love. Don't you want that? Not a life you tolerate, not a life you slug through, not a life you settle for, not a life you like, a life you love. And we all have the power to build that. So your spark is still in there. I know that right now it might be dark rain clouds outside, but you still have a fire inside of you. Just hang on. This chapter will not be forever and you will uncover that spark again. We just need to find it. It's really all it is. And that's what so much of my work with my one-on-one clients is. Just finding the spark. It didn't go anywhere. It's just been hidden by rain clouds and stress and all of life's drama and hardship and pain that happens as you get to be our age, right? Life is more complicated than it was when you had one baby at home. Life is more complicated than it was when your biggest your toughest thing in the day was getting up and going to work and you thought life was hard, (laughs) right? Remember that? That was all you had to worry about and feeding your dog. Your happiness formula is the things in your life that happen when life is great. It's a combination of what you need to thrive, even when the you know what is hitting the fan around you. And it's different for everybody. For one of my clients, it's two mornings a week of childcare. For another client, it's daily prayer time before her kids get up. For me, it's usually a combination of working out outside, not drinking, and getting up an hour before my kids. And I enacted this as recently as this morning. I was in a really low mindset. I've been eating crap all weekend. And I just woke up feeling yuck. And I, was, I said, okay, you know what? I know why I'm feeling this way. I've gotten away from my happiness formula and I simply need to go back to doing it. The steps are there. I've already written them down in my mind, at least. (laughs) So your happiness formula changes in seasons too. I wanted to mention that before I get into it. Yours may be five things now, and then you swap things out during different phases of your life, right? So it can change. It's not written in stone when you decide it today. I'm going to help you come up with what is in yours so that right now, as you're consciously thinking about it, you can know these three to five things help me thrive in life. And then when you wake up on the wrong side of the bed in a couple days, hang on a second. Let's get back to my happiness formula. How can I do that? Okay. So this is daily life habits, practices, mindsets that help you live your best life. It's not just starting a new hobby, but that can be part of it. This is actively accessing this formula, this magic formula that literally brings joy to you on the deepest level. And once you know the formula, the key is you got to live it out. This morning, I knew my formula, but I wasn't living it out. When you're not, you'll know. Like Ashley, my client I mentioned at the beginning of this episode, when you feel down, you're going to be like, oh, I know why. I need to ruthlessly seek out my happiness formula. Okay, so what's in this weird thing called the happiness formula, Janie? Okay, I'm going to give you five ways of how to find and how to live out your happiness formula. Okay, so let's start with what it's not. 
okay? Your happiness formula is not stuff or things. Your happiness formula is people, things you do, and the way you are. People doing and being. It's not mountaintop moments. Your happiness formula is not, oh, I need to go on a dream vacation this year and buy a Bentley. Those things are great, sound like a lot of fun, but they're not your happiness formula. Your happiness formula is the daily habits and practices that make up your actual real life. It's not mountaintop moments. It's the steps through the valley and the meadow and the swamp and the desert that no one's Instagramming. But you're there and you're in that valley and you need to be on this journey in a way that brings joy and purpose. It's the things in the real daily life that you do to find joy and to thrive. And don't worry, I have tons of examples for you if you are at a loss, so hang on for that. It's definitely not stuff. Um, I'm reading this book right now. I'm so into anthropology right now, and I'm bringing so much of what I've learned to She Just Glows through posts, the podcast, even um, like one-on-one sessions with clients. There's so much goodness. But I'm reading this book about ancient humans, and it's called Sapiens, A Brief History of Humankind, and it's so fascinating to me. In it, the book talks about what brought joy and contentment to the lives of our ancestors thousands of years ago. I mean, I'm talking like the cavemen. Okay, what brought them joy and contentment? It wasn't the size of their cave. It wasn't the bones that they wore as jewelry or the garments that they made out of animal skins to keep warm. Our ancestors found their deepest contentment in community, religion, and nature. Community, religion, and nature. And if that religion word freaks you out, sub in mindset, community, mindset, and nature. Those are the categories that we're looking at for your happiness formula, okay? People, doing, being, community, mindset, nature. This is like stuff you do that makes you feel good. Stuff you can do every day, not getting to Greece this year. I've always wanted to go to Greece. Haven't been yet, but hopefully one day. Got to get my fear of flying under control, right? Now that I'm not drinking. Okay. So when we talk about nature, it's such a powerful one. Because have you ever realized when you get to the beach and you hear those waves rolling over the sand, you realize how your blood pressure just goes down? Like even just picturing that. Aren't you so much more relaxed and happier inside? Or maybe you don't get to the beach, but the sound of that river, when you get to it, rushing by or a creek, so calming, and you sort of reconnect to just you. We, um, we just bought a hunting property about a year ago, and it's about three hours away from where we live here in Florida. And we live in... Um, I wouldn't call it a big city, but we live in a city environment. But when we get up to that hunting property and that last turn that's still about 10 miles out from our front gate, all the sounds of the highway just sort of fade away. And you're surrounded by pine trees that are many stories high. 
as soon as we get on that road, my blood pressure goes way down. My whole nervous system slows down and it's, I just feel peaceful. A peace comes over me. These are the kind of feelings that we're after. And I know that it's not always totally realistic. Oh, sure, let's go to the beach and sit there for an hour because that's in my happiness formula. It could be. But it's not about just sitting somewhere for an hour and having that kind of time. It's finding moments in your day when you can extract joy and a grounding in your life. So your happiness formula, formula, I am so tongue-tied today. Your happiness formula is about who you are and how you live. And if you can't think of anything right offhand, think about a time in your life when you were at your best when you were on fire for life, you were killing it. Think about that time. What combination of things was happening? I always go back to this. If I can't think of what makes me happy and joyful now, let's go back in history and look at other times in my life when I was killing it, things were flowing, it was good. What job did you have? Friends, what time did you wake up? What did you eat for breakfast? How late did you stay up at night? Who were you seeing during the day? What kind of music were you listening to? What kind of hobbies did you have? What kind of margins did you have? What kind of boss did you have? Some of why you feel stuck is totally circumstantial. You can't change your circumstances most times. But most of why you feel stuck is mindset. And that's exactly what I work on every single day. Mindset. So we're changing some of the circumstances in your life, trying to come up with different practices, routines, and habits that foster joy in your life. And the rest of it is just plain old mindset, which is all about what I share here on She Just Closed the Podcast. So stick around, check out some more episodes. I've got you covered. So here are a bunch of examples that I promised of what goes in your happiness formula. Just ideas, okay? This is some of my ideas. This is some of what my clients have in their happiness formulas. Here are some ideas. Again, these are daily practices and habits. Not going to the spa once a month. Well, that could be a great one too. But we're focusing on things that are easily recreatable daily. Getting up at 4 a.m. for quiet time. Working out every morning outside. Going to Spanga class. Working out on the Peloton. Putting the phone down in the kitchen and walking around the block with the kids. Cutting back on alcohol or cutting it out altogether. Signing up for weekly tennis lessons with your husband. Going to the library. Checking out books to read. Finding what books you actually enjoy. Experiment. Spending an hour every Sunday meal prepping and eating well through the week. Cutting out junk food. Committing to only one kid's birthday a week. Or one a month. Or, my favorite, just send a gift instead. Let them know you can't come. Only one sport per kid. Going to Bible study every week or trying a new devotional at home. Doing a date night every week with your spouse. Going to the beach once a week or the river or the park. 
that place near you where you can just go and reflect alone or with your kids. Cooking with your kids, reading in bed with your kids, or reading to them in bed. Pick a new book, do Harry Potter, read a chapter a night. You know what I love about the time right before my kids go to sleep? It's where they're just processing their whole day and they actually share what's on their heart. You know, it's so loud in my house all day long and there are so many people that if you're not screaming and fighting for attention, you're not going to get it. But at night when everyone's laying down in bed and I'm reading you a book, that's when all your thoughts just pour out and I can be there to receive them. I love that time with my kids. That being said, I don't do it that often. So no shame on that. But when I do, it's such a gift. Watching shows at night to unwind. No shame on that either. Turning your phone off on Sundays or from 5 to 7 every night. Why couldn't you just turn off your phone for two hours a night? Put it on Do Not Disturb. Put it in the other room. Not looking at your phone at all from 7 p.m. to 7 a.m. Stretching every morning. Yoga. Signing up for life coaching or a personal development group you've thought about going to. Trying out AA, scheduling a solo retreat with just you, or a weekend away with your husband, or my favorite, a weekend at home with your husband, send the kids to grandma's if you have that option. Enjoy your home, and it's free. Making sure you're home at least one day every other weekend without exception, or one day every weekend without exception. There is nothing on the calendar. That's when I personally do, and it is life-giving. Gardening, paddleboarding, listening to 90s gangster rap in the kitchen. Holla. And note, in my notes, I spell it gangsta with an S-T-A, <laughs> not S-T-E-R. That would be too proper. Kayaking, golf, windsurfing, kickboxing, spin class, getting back to your hobbies. What are your hobbies? What are your hobbies? Making jewelry, painting your nails, organizing your space, redecorating, sewing, collecting shells and making crafts with them. I love doing that. If you don't know what the heck would be on your happiness formula list, and it doesn't help to think about a time in your life when you were killing it, here's another idea. Think about the things that you love, you love, not mom, not wife, you. Put your name in here. Things that your name loves, your name, you. Things that, put in your name here, loves. Who is that person? Your first name, not mom, not wife, not career, not sister, not daughter. You, what do you love? If you're still stuck, it really can help to imagine your teenage self. Really think about it. When you're a teenager, you are in a way, yes, still developing and growing and discovering who you are, but you are probably in the essence of your real self because you have the luxury of just being totally selfish, right? I mean, the world is all about you when you're a teenager. So what do you do? 
What music did you listen to? What time did you get up? What did you eat for lunch? What did you wear? Who did you talk to? What is the teenage version of you love doing? That's how I remembered, oh yeah, I actually love playing tennis. I'd never dreamed about playing it in many years. I said about five years ago when I was going through this dark time, why would I try to play tennis? First of all, I need someone to play with. I mean, how does a mom play tennis? I need someone to play with. I need a babysitter. The weather has to be good. I got to wear that short skirt. So I got to be in shape and I got to run around. So I really got to be in shape. But you know what? Playing tennis reminds me. This is why it's so important. Getting back to my happiness formula and rediscovering what puts a fire in my belly and makes me excited to get up for the day. Number one, it reminds me that I am valuable and worthy enough to do something that I truly enjoy. And number two, I have things that make me, me. And I remember those things. And I reconnect with that Janie, put your name in there. Reconnect with your name. She's still there. She hasn't gone anywhere, but you've added on a few hats in the last few years. So there's a few layers, few layers we need to get through, but you're still in there. Your passion and your fire, it's still there. Number four, and I love this. I could spend an entire episode on this. I spend entire coaching calls on just this topic. Give yourself permission to do the things that you love again. And here's the frame I want you to see this in. This isn't frivolous stuff. It may seem like it, sure. Oh yeah, let's go to the library and get some books. Or sure, let's play tennis and then our life is all going to be in alignment and everything's going to be great, Janie. No. It seems frivolous. This is not frivolous. This is not the icing on the cake. This is the cake. It's not frivolous when you realize that your mental game is the most important in your entire family. Here's why. You can spend all of your effort, time, energy, money, and focus making sure that your kid's mental game is high and your husband's mental game is high. But if the whole family knows that you're not internally happy, they will never get to that high level of feeling in charge of life and having their own permission to find joy. You need to model that. That's on you, girl. That's on you. And instead of looking outwardly at how you can help everyone else, not instead of, but in addition to, you got to start with you. So whatever you need to get your mindset on top, you do it. This is not frivolous. This is everything. I mean, think about a professional athlete, you know, when they're working those muscles and, and striving for the ball and kicking butt at whatever sport they're doing, they have a regimen when they're done. They get massages, they eat certain foods, they drink certain amounts of water, they have professionals they call in to help with their recovery, right? This is serious stuff. This is everything. Your mindset 
is very important. And if you think that just eking by and despising your life and having so many things in your life that, you, that are changeable but that you don't change and you can't stand them, that's on you. What you need to do is make the choice and decide that you are important enough to pursue a life that is, that is, that is good, that you believe is good, that you look forward to. You are important enough. I mean, you already do this for everyone else. Think about it. When your kids need something, you hire someone or you fix it. Their grades are bad, you hire a tutor. You don't think twice. Your husband's busy at work, what does he do? He gets a new assistant. You don't think twice about it. Well, maybe you do because you need to see a picture of her and make sure she's not too pretty or too young, (laughs) right? I'm always like, oh, you hired someone? Let me see a picture of her. Oh, she's too pretty. I'm kidding. But when others in our life need something, they hire someone or you hire someone or you find a way to fix it immediately. So why can't you make this simple pivot to schedule things in your life that make you better at your job? Who are you helping by just slugging through your life and being a martyr? Think about it. Do you think your kids want a mom who is miserable because she's a mom? Do you think your kids want that? They want a happy mom. They don't want a perfect mom. And I've had a gut punch or two with my kids seeing, not by anything I say, but by my tone, my body language, seeing that I am miserable in my motherhood in different seasons and calling me out on it. And it hurts. It hurts. One time we were in the car with my son and he said, Mommy, what do you think? um, Do you ever think you'll go back to TV news? And I just, you know, my face lit up and I thought, oh, he's just thinks it's so cool that his mom was on TV news. Oh, that's so sweet. I said, no, I don't think so. And he said, well, I think you should because then you wouldn't have to take care of us anymore. That one hurt. That my child sees, not by what I'm saying, but by my body language and my general attitude, my tone, my child sees that I am miserable in my life. That'll wake you up. You're not doing anyone any favors by just slugging through. Make the time payment to your happiness formula, and it does require time. But make the time payment to your happiness formula, not a meaningless commitment. I'll talk more about that in a second. Make the money payment to a sitter so you can go to the gym. You can take the guitar lessons. You can play the tennis. You can read your Bible. You can take a shower. Because your happiness is a basic need for you and for your family. It is that important. So step five in your happiness formula, here's the tough part. It's one thing to come up with it. Now we need to implement it. Schedule it. Get the tennis lessons. Put it in the calendar. Find the babysitter. Go on care.com or wherever you find sitters. Budget for the workouts. Make the investment. Again, 
Bring the same vigor that you bring to investing in your family's needs. The tutor, the assistant, whatever. This is the definition of scheduling your calendar with purpose and intention. Because you're asking yourself, what life do I want? And then, how do I schedule that? And those are two questions that I help clients answer every day. Let's talk about the life you want. We come up with goals at the beginning of our time together. And then working through what that means, how we live that out. Why don't you have time, really? So many of us feel trapped in the schedules of our own making, but then I come in and say, hey, you don't need to be on that board right now. Look at the time payment it requires. You're already pushed to the max. Wait a season. Or your kids are in two or three sports each. It's time to edit your afternoons. Next thing you know, you have five extra hours in the week. And you're feeling a lot more relaxed and happy. And so is everyone in the family. It's different for everybody. Or right now you sleep until your kids wake up. And you're overwhelmed all day long. Well, you can carve out two hours of time for yourself by getting up before them. I try to do this as many days as I can. I don't get up at 4 a.m. every morning, but I try to many mornings, and it is a total game changer. And that's literally a whole other podcast that I'm going to be sharing with you soon. There is no greater investment than the one you make in you. But the reasons why not. I can't. I don't have time. My kids, all the reasons we don't push through to build a life that we actually love. But you need to push through. If you are not in a place where you are intentionally creating events, habits, and practices that make up a mindset of a joyful life, I need to ask you one simple question. Why aren't you important enough? If you have to go to this appointment that's driving you crazy and it's not even necessary and it's for a volunteer position that you didn't even want Why aren't you important enough to just say no? And I have a whole other podcast coming out soon about calendar, getting control of your calendar. It's truly an art. And I would love to help you with that. But I've got three concrete mom guilt squashing ways to push through and implement your own happiness formula. Because I know you're going to have pushback in your own brain. Here are three things I want you to keep in mind. One, by living out your happiness formula, you are serving your family better. Your kids don't want a perfect mom. They want a happy mom. Did you hear that? Because it's so counterculture today. Your kids do not want you to be perfect. They could care less. They want you to be happy. And make no mistake, if you are not happy, they can tell. Even if you are syrupy sweet with your words and you tie their shoelaces and you don't even cuss when you step on their Legos. And every day when you pick them up from school, you have a smile on your face. Your kids can tell what's happening below the surface. Even the young ones. And if you're miserable, they know. 
Life is not a misery contest. I literally wrote a whole post about this a couple years ago, and it's up right now at shejustglows.com if you're interested. It's called, Can We Stop Competing for the Misery Award? You know, the conversations, you know, with other moms where it's almost like you have to share how miserable your life is to be part of the conversation. Why? Motherhood is not martyrdom. It's a blessing. It's a joy. And yeah, it sucks sometimes. Sure. But taking care of you and being happy is all your kids want. I mean, if it doesn't motivate you to do this for you, maybe it'll motivate you to do this for them because they need you to do this almost more than you need you to do this. The second thing that I want you to keep in mind if you're pushing past resistance to live out your happiness formula is knowing that you are important enough to be happy. Do you believe that? You are important enough to be happy. Your kids are important enough to be happy, right? But are you? Your husband's important enough to be happy. But are you? What are you teaching your family if you do everything for everyone else, but you don't take care of you? And I'm not talking about naps and massages. I'm talking about getting up at a time that brings energy and joy to your life. I'm talking about wearing clothes that you're comfortable in, that you like. They're little things, but they're not. I'm talking about having margins in your life that bring joy. And trust me, When you have those margins that bring joy, you will be happy and your family will know it too. Number three, if you're really having a tough time pushing past these objections, here's what you need to do. Close your eyes and jump. Rip off the Band-Aid. You may not believe it, but it's time to do it now. Your brain will catch up. Just start doing it. Do it today. One of the biggest objections that I hear is, I don't have a good sitter. Or my mom always watches the kids, but she like complains about it. Then hire a sitter. Childcare is expensive, but I guarantee if you give me your budget, I will show you some other things that you spend hundreds of dollars on that you don't even think twice about. Dinners out, alcohol, Clothes, coffee, kids' sports. Let me ask you this. How much have you spent on your kids' sports this year? Could you spend that on a sitter for yourself too? It's really about being ruthless in every sense of the word. Ruthlessly doing things, scheduling things, spending money on things that bring you joy. Something that brings me joy is getting an hour to myself sometime during the day. I try to do it before the kids get up. That's free. Sometimes I have to do it in the afternoon and I'll have a sitter. 
I have a regular, regularly scheduled sitter, and sometimes during sitter time, I will take that hour to myself, and I'll just go up to my room and watch TV. But that's what I need to operate at my highest level. I need alone time. It's not a frivolous luxury. And the great thing about having your happiness formula is that when life gets rocky and things aren't feeling good, you can look at the list and say, what am I not doing in my happiness formula? Oh, I see, I'm not getting enough rest. My happiness formula includes seven hours of sleep a day. I haven't been making that a priority. Now you need to. Oh, my happiness formula includes working out every morning outside. I'm feeling down today, but I also haven't worked out in a week. There you go. So not only does it improve your life today, it helps you troubleshoot when you're feeling down, low energy, low mindset in the future. So powerful, you guys. It will change your life. Push through not wanting to do it. Push through all the reasons why you shouldn't show up for yourself. I do something once a quarter that's kind of crazy. I go away for two or three nights totally alone. And I know what you're thinking. Oh, well, you can afford to do that. You can afford to get a hotel. Your husband watches the kids. Most men wouldn't do that. Sure. But you know what? Planning for something that's important to you will happen if it's important to you. Budgeting is just a side story. You can budget for anything that you want. You could even go house sit at a friend's house when they're out of town and that could be your solo retreat. I mean, you can figure out a way to make anything happen. So every quarter I go on a solo retreat by myself and I was due for one this month. It was a busy month and we were busy almost every weekend. We had one weekend remaining where I could take this trip to a hotel to be alone for three nights. And I was just resisting it. And I had so many good reasons to. We've been gone so much. I don't think I should be away from the kids again. It's a lot of money. Spring break here in Florida. I don't know if I should spend the money. I have other things I could do that weekend. And my husband said, stop. You need to just not think about it and book it. And that's the beauty of having this formula already laid out in your mind. That when you feel the resistance and you feel the pushback in your brain, you can know, hang on, but I know this is important. I told myself this was important and I knew this would happen where I would push back. So I had all the reasons that I didn't want to book this solo retreat, but I did. And even as I booked it and was driving there, I felt guilty for many reasons. I'd been away from the kids a lot, you know, the money, the time, my husband not getting a break, but I knew I needed it. I decided I needed it. It's part of my happiness formula. Oh my gosh, you guys, those three or four days were such a gift. Such a gift for all the obvious reasons. But also because I had the time and space away from my family to feel gratitude again. That's why a solo retreat is part of my happiness formula. And I feel like I keep plugging future podcasts, but this is another episode that I'm going to share. How to plan yours. And the money story is just a story. 
So I'll, I'll address all of that in a future episode. Push through. Do it. Rip the Band-Aid off. Stop coming up with the reasons not to. If your kid needed the mental break, you'd do anything to get that for them right now today at any cost. Your mental health is so important. Push through and implement your happiness formula. Push through for them and push through for you. You are important enough to build a life you love. I can't change the circumstances for you. There's stuff hitting the fan every day, and I know that. You don't have control over everything in your life. And you might be staring at some really crappy circumstances right now, but you do control your mindset. And you do control whether or not to bring daily habits and practices into your life that represent joy and purpose for you. You deserve it. You are worth doing the things in your happiness formula. So just get started. I'm so glad we got to do this today. Listen, everybody knows word of mouth is the best advertising. So if you liked what you heard, follow, share, leave a review, and there's so much more where that came from. Go to shejustglows.com to read words of encouragement and inspiration that you just might need today. There you'll also learn about my work as a life coach and how we can work together. My publications have been viewed more than 4 million times by moms around the world. We have such an amazing community. You can find us on Instagram, Facebook, and well, that's all I got right now. I've decided I'm too old for TikTok. Remember, you've got this. You are enough. I'll see you next time. And until then, you glow girl.